I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Investment Fund Secrets show. Today, we got with us a fantastic guest, Mark Kohler. Mark is a best-selling author. Uh, and he's got your your show on YouTube is absolutely insane. It's just the Mark J. Kohler ch- channel on, on YouTube. Got over 100,000 subscribers. Real estate, taxes, all that kind of stuff. He's a CPA. He's a lawyer, a, a best-selling author and speaker around the country. You've been on CNBC, a bunch of other news outlets and stations. Mark's the real deal, and we're excited to have you on the show. Mark, welcome on. Well, thanks. My secretary booked this. I thought we were talking about the NBA finals, but if this is what we're doing, I just wanted to make sure we're on the same page. <laughs> and just, well, we can talk NBA as well. I, I'm excited as ever the Utah Jazz are doing well. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how far they can take this thing, but um, yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty fun. So yeah. are, you big, are you a big NBA fan? No, I'm just a jokester. I no, I mean, I'm, I'm going to watch the game tonight, but I, um, those that have maybe seen some of my videos or listened to my podcast, I try to keep this topic light and engaging because no one wants to talk about taxes or legal or entities and <laughs> plan, you know, so I try to keep it fun. I'll joke around a little bit, but I'm legit, Bridger, you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's good. It's good oh, stuff. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hundred percent. Well, so I'm excited for this episode. We're going to actually, as we were talking before, I was looking into setting up a Roth IRA for myself, but not for the traditional sense. I and mean, traditionally people think of a 401k retirement plan. You slowly put money in there. You got a match, whatever it is. And you see people like Mitt Romney that have a, a Roth IRA with over a hundred million dollars in it. And how does that happen? It's kind of the secret of uh, tax-free growth and wealth. We're going to dive into all of that today on the show, but Mark, give us a, 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 brief, a brief background on you. I want to hear your story, how you got into this game and, and uh, started with your shows and podcasts, all those sorts of stuff. You bet. And, and I'm going to say this too. So someone who goes, well, I'm not going to listen to this. I just want to add to Bridger's point first before I introduce myself. Anybody at any age and any income can have a Roth IRA. And I swear it freaking drives me nuts how many CPAs around the country and some of you listening today have heard, well, you make too much money to have a Roth. Bull crap. There's a way around it, and we're going to talk about it, and you can have a 401k at work and a Roth on the side. I want your kids to have Roths. I want your mom to have Roths. I want your spouse to have Roths. You're going to love this, folks. So (laughs) it really is a secret that Wall Street's not too thrilled about, and you're going to love this backdoor strategy. I'm excited Um, to get into it, yeah. So give us the background a little bit and then we'll, we'll go a little bit deeper. Yeah, you bet. I just didn't want to lose your listeners. They're like, I don't know. I think that was perfect. Yeah, that was, that was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know how it goes. Um, you know, I'm begging people. I feel like, you know, I'm selling bread on the side of the street. Come on, let's talk about taxes. And, you know, it puts my wife to sleep at night. I can't even, I used to be able to, you know, talk tax and it was romantic, not anymore. But um, anyway, so I, I love small business. I am really trying to brand myself as America's small business tax lawyer. A lot of tax lawyers, and I had the offers. I went to law school. What, maybe out of 100 lawyers, one or two specialize in taxation. And when they find that nerd, Wall Street, the big city law firms snap you up. You're billing out 1000 an hour, and you're doing M&A work. 
but I've just, I've always been that kid that had a lemonade stand. I love small business. And so I've really tried to focus on Main Street America. And we've been able to be really successful with that. We've got a good model in our law firm, accounting firm, trust company. So professionally, that's been my career for the last 20 plus years. I know I look like a millennial, but a little older than that. And uh, so uh, anyway, I I just love small business. And that's that's probably professionally where I'm at. And, wow, um, I, I love it. And you and currently run your own practice, correct? Yes, I'm senior partner in a law firm. We've got, oh, 40, 30, 40 staff, 10 attorneys. Um, so, you know, it's a little larger than a, it's not a one-man show. I'm not in a strip mall anywhere, you know, selling pizza on the weekends. <laughs> but we're, uh, it's a boutique. We're helping clients around the country. We help clients more across the country than in any one state. And then we have our accounting firm. I've got three partners there. We're all ex Deloitte and Touche, uh, Arthur, KPMG, ex IRS agent as a partner. We love that. And we're, we've got another 50 or 60 staff there just doing tax and accounting. And then the trust company, directed trust company, we launched about three years ago out of Phoenix. And that's all about self directing IRAs, 401k, SEPs, HSAs, everything under the sun. Um, married and four kids live in Idaho. They're calling it. The new bedroom community of Hollywood. I mean, so yeah. I don't like you dissing on Idaho, Bridger. It's pretty I'm not, cool. dude. Idaho is is going bonkers right now. I think it's the fastest growing state in the uh, in the union. I believe. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's pretty insane. <laughs> being in Idaho. So, all right, enough teaser. Then let's actually dive into it a little bit. Uh, you know, we know you look like a millennial, but you're not. Uh, and you've got a little more gray hair than some of us, but you still have all the strategies of all these new things going on. So walk us through. You've already teased us. We're going to go. We're going to dive into a lot of different sectors. But let's talk first. We've already teased it. The uh, the Roth IRA. And you yeah. said you want your grandma to have one, your your daughter, your husband, yourself, whatever. Walk us through the magic and the and and how you got into this first off and then how other people can use it. Wow. Okay. There's a lot there to unpack. And I, I want to give you the magic first, and then we can probably talk about the how, which I, and, and, you know, how do I get one? How do I fund it? How do I qualify? What, you know, all, some of those parameters, I want to answer all the questions I can here. Um, but how I found out about this, this is, it's, it's really quite um, provincial. You know, I really, you know, kind of, kind of, Providence shined on me. It was probably, it was 20 years ago. I mean, I was a brand new lawyer running my own firm. I worked for two or three firms and wanted to get out of there as quick as I could because I was an entrepreneur and start my own shop. And I had a guy come in and say, hey, I'm going to buy some real estate in my IRA. And I was like, what in the hell is this guy talking about? You know, and and uh, back then, and this was right in 2001, 2002, after 9-11. I remember setting up my desk during 9-11. That's when our office really launched. And I, it, there was Equity Trust, um, N-Trust. They were probably the two big gorillas in the room and nationwide. And no one else was really a player at that level. And I dove into it and figured it out and started specializing in setting up LLCs as part of a variety of things. I mean, we do estate planning, we wanna build a diagram, tax strategies, the tax return, but deferred or tax-free investing is just the cherry on top. And so we figured out how to do it and all the big custodians, 
would use our LLC docs and so that you could pool your money with family and do it right. We've got all the rules. My partner, Matt Sorensen, has written the best-selling book, The Self-Directed IRA Handbook. I've got several books out that address it as well, um, but only in chapters. His whole book was dedicated to it. And anyway, we cracked the code. So that's how we've been doing it. Just kind of. Jeez. Well, yeah. Well, let's, so let's dive into it. Okay. So what, yeah, so, what are some things that people can, can glean from this? Okay. So here's the magic. Now this is going to, I just want to give you a few ideas, everybody. Of course, you can buy real estate with your IRA, 401k. And I'm not talking about a REIT. I'm talking about you can get into a fund. You can engage in a PPM. You could um, create your own LLC. You could buy a rental property next to your grandma. You can buy rental property inside your IRA, your SEP, your 401k, your Roth, your HSA, your ESA, all the above. Okay. Now, most most professionals kind of have heard that at least. Now, we can get into the how-to. But where it gets exciting is that's just the tip of the iceberg. So we've got clients, and I'm going to give some of my fun pet projects. For example, I have a little rental property in South Chicago. It's low-income housing, guaranteed Section 8 rent. I've got it in my health savings account. Cash, tax-free. Just goes to my health savings account. I can take money out of that any time to pay for my family's health care. I had paid for one of my kids braces out of it. I could sell the property tax-free and it goes right into my HSA. It was a seller financing deal. And I've had it probably nine years. Easy schmeasy. Next, uh, I've got a crypto mine in my Roth right now. Bridger, so freaking cool. I could pull up my little nice hash app right now and show you, but I'm mining in my Roth. This was earlier this year. I'm late to the game. We've been helping clients buy Bitcoin five years ago when we thought they were nuts until they became billionaires. And so we finally caught on. But anyway, so my Roth opened an LLC. It's a two-tier structure. We could get into the intricacies of that with mining and holding crypto. But my I took 10 grand out of my Roth IRA, formed an LLC, bought three graphics cards. I've got my hash rates down and I'm mining Bitcoin, making... Uh, about an 85% return annual. So 85%, I'm, it's, I'm killing it. Yeah. Um, I've got this one last month, Bridger, you're going to love this. So this is also in a sister HS. My HSA has two LLCs, one for this rental. Now I bought cattle. What? I bought cattle, cows. Yeah. I bought cows. And so I bought, so I'm out here in Idaho and these ranchers, are buying cows, holding them through the winter, or the summer, and the pasture, and they sell them off. And if you can, and so I found a rancher that's like, yeah, I'll throw them in with my herd. And so now when I go to the grocery store, Bridger, people are like, "How's your herd?" I'm like, yeah. "You got some? You got a little bit of cred in, in Idaho now? Some street cred? Yeah, I, yeah I've got some, some cred. cattle. And yeah, so, so I, is- I only bought five. I did that deal for about 12, but these are fun. I mean, I've got investments that are six figure plus rights, but, but these are fun and you can do that. And I have clients that are doing developments, have a hundred million dollars in their Roth IRA. This isn't just Mitt Romney. This is, or Peter Thiel or Manishan. This, this is legit. And so um, those are, but you can buy into a restaurant you can buy developments and so um, is there there's there it doesn't sound like there's a restriction on what you can invest into out of your roth ira is that correct you cannot buy collectibles so that's one rule so you can't buy collector cars or 
wine. A wine collection used in, usually turns into a bottle collection instead. So, so even like baseball cards, that, that's a huge rave right now. Pokemon cards, stuff like that. Not going to yeah, happen. Can't do that in a Roth. So no collectibles. Um, now, I flip trucks and flip cars and flip houses in retirement accounts, but you can't buy and hold a collected type item. Mm. Next, is, and the only other one is you cannot buy life insurance with a retirement account. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Everything else is fair game. Now you have a couple of taxes. You have UDFI and UBIT tax. And those mean that if you're going to be in an operational business like a restaurant, your Roth might pay some tax to level the playing field with other operational businesses. But if it's a passive investment, you're not in the business of ranching, you're not in the business of mining, it's passive. Hmm. Golden. Really cool. Okay, so, well, I and this is where the questions come up is a Roth IRA, I don't know that you know it, but the metric of every year you can only contribute, it's like 60 or whatever, $40,000 a year. What is, what is the number? No, no, okay. All right, so here's yeah, the Yeah, let's minute. walk us through, well, and then how do you get to $100 million, right? If you can only contribute yeah. that amount each year, how do I end up with a $100 million chunk of change in there okay. if, that's my, if I'm limited at 100 grand a year, whatever the limit is? Okay, you bet. All right, so think of a Monopoly board. Every time you pass go, you get 200 bucks. Well, a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA or even a 401k is like that. There's different numbers, but every time you pass December 31st, you can put in new money for the new year, right? And of course, there's, you know, you have to tell sometimes the April 15th extension date and this and that employer, you know, deadlines. But the, for the most part, right, every year the clock starts over. And this year you can put up to six grand in a Roth IRA. In the individual Roth IRA, seven grand if you're age 50 or older. You've got the 401k at 19.5. You've got education savings accounts for your kids at two grand. So all these to have different numbers every time you pass go. So every time I pass January 1st, I can put in more money. Well, what do I invest in next? Am I going to just buy into a mutual fund or an ETF where I make six, seven, eight, 10, 12, 15%? All right, that's cool. Maybe I have some inside knowledge or some industry knowledge that I can choose the right type of fund. I find a great fund manager, but maybe I want to invest that IRA into a project that has a bigger, a greater metric. For example, it could be a development where I tie up some land on the side of a freeway with my Roth for 10 grand on an option contract. And then it participates in the ultimate development and makes a million bucks. Well, next year when I pass go, I can still put in my six grand, but that Roth may have made 900 grand, 500 grand along the way. Now, for example, let's just think of Bitcoin, I mean, not Bitcoin, cryptocurrency is a great example because we've all been seeing the activity. It's up and down, it's risky, I get it, but it, it's a good example. And it's, I mean, Visa's now providing a debit card to buy things with Bitcoin, to all the banks are investing. We know it's here to stay. Um, so, Dogecoin. If you would have bought $7,000 worth of Dogecoin, and there's all sorts of you know great ways to do the math on this and websites and provide some of the um, examples. But if you bought Dogecoin for about seven grand last September, 2020, in May, when it was hitting its high, it would have been worth a million bucks. So I could have put seven grand in my Roth IRA, opening up a, an exchange with a wallet, bought seven grand of Doge, and then boom, it's worth a million bucks the next year. Now that could be a real estate project, that could be a patent, that could be a mine, that could be real estate. I mean, it could be anything that you might know. Invest in what you freaking know. 
And so if cryptocurrency is what you know, cool. And so the return is not limited, Bridger. It's just the annual contribution. So I can put in my six grand every year, but whatever the hell I invest in, sky's the limit. So, so let's get the Dogecoin example. Let's, you have a million dollar account now. Can you, now if, if I sold at the peak, great timing, I sold, now I have, you know, cash. Is that, now is, what's the, is the tax liability? Does I have to stay in the Roth IRA and then I can reinvest it? And it still is, that whole account is, there's no tax on that entire account forever. Forever. Is forever. that how it works? Tax-free, tax-free. So you've tax got a million wow. dollars sitting. Now let's say you exited your Dogecoin and you went to what's called fiat currency, what you would have bought in with. If you were in England, it may have been pounds or Japan, or it could have been the yen or whatever. But you get your, you'd cash out on your Dogecoin. You got a million dollars now sitting in your Roth. What are you gonna do? Oh, maybe now I'll buy an apartment building in Oklahoma, or I'm going to go buy, buy into another fund, or I might, ooh, there's a startup that I'm really interested. Peter Thiel started PayPal as one of the investors in PayPal used his Roth IRA, hundred grand. Wow. Now worth over a hundred million dollars. Story after story. Mitt Romney would put his Roth in the deals with his Bain Capital takeovers. So when they put together a project in Boston to go take over a company and clean house, they form an LLC, right? They get investors. They're like, hey, everybody, let's in. He's like, I'm going to throw my Roth in here for 50 grand, 100 grand. That thing starts to freaking snowball. Now you can invest in whatever the hell you want. Wow, that's, that's amazing. So that, is- that and then got to stay in the account, right? I couldn't pull it out of that. If I pull it out, I'll get penalized or have to pay tax if I pull it out of the Roth IRA account to a personal account. Is that correct? Yeah. Now here's the rule. Okay. Okay. So now a lot of you will appreciate this um, because the timing matters here. So you buy, you, you have, here's the general rule. I'm just going to give the rule technically. You have to wait five years from opening your Roth or until you're 59 and a half to pull it completely out, tax-free, penalty-free at any dollar amount. There's no um, RMDs, required minimum distributions. You can die and it floats down into whoever your beneficiaries account. Your spouse has special rules when he or she inherits your Roth IRA. You can leave it to kids, brother, sister, niece, nephew, whatever. That's an inherited IRA, we could go there. But the point is you can build this sucker up and at 59 and a half, you can pull it out penalty-free and tax-free. Now, let's say you have a crisis at age 47 and you're like, I need to tap into that. It's a 10% penalty and you pay the tax. Not the end of the world. I'd like you to keep it there, let it keep rolling. And I think a lot of young people are like, well, I don't want to leave that money there. What? Oh, that's terrible. I'm not going to do a Roth. Do both. If you're going to buy Dogecoin or do this or do that, do a little in your own LLC and do a little in your IRA LLC. Hmm. I meet so many clients, Bridger, that are in their 50s and they are scared to death. They've blown through their money to help get their kids through college. They've done this. They've done that. Their 401k turned into a 201k. And they're like, Mark, I don't have anything. They wish they were your age, Bridger, like putting money into a Roth IRA. This is where I'm a huge... Um, Dave Ramsey fan, let's just get that account going. Just start it. All my kids have a Roth IRA. My, my kids have Roth IRAs at age 14. I want them investing as soon as possible. 
and it's it just exponentially grows. That's all. I love it. I, I well, and I love this. Uh, yeah, I, I love the the yeah. Instead of just investing in the S and P or the a very safe investment, put use that as a as a riskier investment to scale and go off. I think that's that's crucial. That most people that like you said, the they don't want you to know this, but most they don't they don't think about that way. You're you're. Yeah your employer, whoever's telling you to open one up. Yeah. Just put it in the S and P. And it's like, no, we should, you should be risking that money. I think a little bit higher, uh, with a little bit higher reward on the back end. Now I want to ask a few follow-up questions. <clears throat> so if I had, let's say I had uh, 20 grand in my Roth IRA and I'm going to invest, I've, I've got a business that I want to invest into and I'm going to buy 10%. Now let's say 10% is evaluated at 200 grand. So it's a $2 million business. 200 grand is 10%. Sure. But I want to contribute for my Roth IRA. Could I negotiate with them and say, hey, I'm going to give you uh, my Roth IRA of 20 or 30 grand, but it's going to take 10% or the valuation of $200,000, but you're going to gift me the rest of the, of the equity because I'm going to be an expert. I'm going to be on your board of advisor. I'm going to help you out, all that kind of stuff. Um, can you do a play like that? Because I've heard of people talking, well, what if you know you had two buddies and they both invested into each other's businesses with their Roth IRA? The dollar amounts are small, but they get both good equity on each other's businesses and and grew up there. If does that example make sense? If you could if is that something you could do, or is, yes. the, is the IRS gonna look at that and be like, no, nah, you're 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 doing some sketchy stuff? Well, you, you there was a couple examples buried in there. And by the way, everybody, I'm gonna come and tell you how to get the backdoor Roth at any income level and you know, funding Roths for your kids and how to do it. We we do a two-day summit on this every six months. And we've got recordings and I've got books. So we we're just scratching the surface. So everybody be patient. We're gonna hit what we can. Okay, now Bridget, you brought up two different topics. Let's say I'm starting a company. It's got a cap, a cap value of 200 grand. And you're like, yeah, I've got 20 grand in Roth. And I say, great, that's fair. I'll give you 10% for 20 grand. I give the same deal to my brother, my sister, or anyone else. There's no favoritism there. It's worth 20 grand. I give you 10%. And you want to serve on the board. You want to even work for the company. If you're a minority owner between you and all of your prohibited parties, that would be your spouse, your kids, your parents, and their retirement accounts. So maybe you buy in 10% yourself. You put in 20 grand yourself, 20 grand with your IRA. Combined, you're at 20%. And there's no other family members involved. IRS would say that's arm's length. That's not prohibited. You could work for the company. You could be on the board. You could take a salary. But your IRA cannot get special treatment because of your services. It's gotta be legit, okay. like you, whatever you do. Okay, that's so that's very doable. Now let's do option two. Well, Mark, I have a company now and I need more capital. Can my IRA loan to it? Nope, it's prohibited because you have control. Well, I have a company I'm gonna start and I'm gonna own 70 and my IRA will own 20 and I'll get someone else in for 10%. Nope, because you're in control. And so if there's this control factor where the IRS would be a little concerned. And we, when we set up an LLC with clients, the, we have 10 attorneys on calls every day, just helping clients around the country with a variety of topics. But this is a common theme is, Mark, I got this deal. I got retirement money. My kids have retirement money. My spouse, how do we make it happen? That's what you pay us for. 
For a multi-member LLC with an hour consult with a real tax attorney and we stand behind whatever recommendation we get, 1500 bucks. That's it. We're not talking five, 10 grand, stupid, crazy, big law firm retainer crap that I hate. And I'm a huge, this is why I'm a huge Main Street advocate. I am sick and tired of hearing people that spent five, 10 or 15 grand for an estate plan or three grand from an LLC. And they still got to go talk to their accountant. That's a joke. We don't operate that way. And I'm probably pissing off some lawyers listening to this, but I'm sorry. I'm, I'm looking out for that little realtor that just made a hundred grand last year. They can't afford a $5,000 retainer to figure this out. So we make things work for the average human being, heaven forbid. Anyway, sorry. I love it, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> now, the last example you gave was kind of a quid pro quo. Yeah. Said, well, Two Mark, friends or whatever, going back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. If the IRS were to learn of that, um, we have what's called the step transaction doctrine. Uh, there's several other doctrines where the IRS looks at the overall relationship. And if there is some back scratching to help your Roth or help your IRA. And there's um, you, you'd have some problems that would be prohibited. And what they can do is take away the status of your IRA. There could be a penalty and things like that. But but that's why you get a consult. You're not knocking out LLCs on LegalZoom when it comes to your IRA. And you can set up a consult for three to five hundred bucks with any of my attorneys. Talk for an hour, figure out what the hell to do. Boom. Let's do it. Mm, I love it. Okay, so thanks for unpacking those examples. I, I gave you a couple terrible examples there, but no, no, we're good. Going through it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So uh, now I I, uh, I want to go a little bit deeper here too. I I know there's different, and this is just me being a little bit ignorant here, but I've heard there's different types of Roths. There's golden Roths. There's solo Roths, individual. There's different types of Roth uh, products out there. Um, now is that, I, I've just heard, I've, I've listened to a couple of speakers they are talking about all these different types of Roths that potentially, you know, you could use that you can contribute higher amounts to, um, in your experience, do those even exist? And, uh, are those applicable for, for a lot of people? What types of people would use those to get it above, you know, 6,000 a year contribution? You bet. First, as all of you probably know, your listening audience is very familiar with how big brokerages, insurance companies, and funds will come up with their own little sexy name for the same damn thing everybody else is selling to. And they try to show that it's a little different or a little better. So keep that in mind. Someone that has, I've got this golden triple X Roth. That's what you need. It's the same darn thing. It's still a freaking Roth. So, so just remember, get a second opinion. If someone's trying to sell you something that doesn't resonate with maybe this podcast, use this as a resource, as a grounding point, maybe. Okay. So that's point number one. Point number two, there's really only three types of Roths in general. There's an individual Roth. Now, whether it's at Merrill Lynch or with direct to trust company or whatever you're investing in, there's different variations on your options to invest and where, which brokerage might be the custodian of it or the trustee. So, but it's still a Roth. You got six grand or seven grand in the, in the story. That's a, that's a, individual Roth IRA. And I'll talk about how to get into it, the backdoor method. The second type of Roth is a Roth 401k or a Roth that's part of a 401k. And you'll hear the term thrown around solo K with the Roth, you know, 
supercharged, whatever. Again, it's just a 401k that's got a Roth in it. So you can have, so let's say, Bridget, you set up, you've got an S corp, you're the only employee, you, your spouse, your kids. You're like, we're going to set up a solo 401k in a well-designed solo 401k plan. One year when you need a write-off, you make your traditional contribution. Next year, you're like, ooh, I'm going to do a Roth contribution. The company match is not your Roth. That's always going to be tax deductible and grow in a deferred manner. You'll pay tax when you pull that out. But you can put up to 19.5 in a 401k Roth. Many of you that may work at AT&T, you call them up and go, hey, I want to make my contribution this year. You'll still do the match 5% or 4 or 3 or whatever their safe harbor is. Yeah. I, and Okay. Well, I want to make my contribution in the form of a Roth and then I'll take the match. All right. You can do up to 19.5. So on the basics of it, whether you own your own business and have a 401k or you work for someone else and have a 401k, you can put in 19.5 in Roth. Then you can go home and do your own individual Roth. And in your age class, Bridger, I know you're not 50, you could do six and 19.5. So you're at 25.5 in a Roth combined. Now people will say, well, we got a mega Roth combo, but it's just a regular Roth with a 401k Roth. Third option, or the third major type of Roth IRAs is an inherited Roth. So you inherit a Roth from your grandma, your mom, your dad, your spouse, that's a whole episode in and of itself. There's different rules on when, how, and where you get to, when and how you have to take it out, depending on the family relationship with the person you were inherited it from. Okay. But I can have all three. I can have an inherited Roth. I can have a Roth individually that I contribute to every year when I pass go. And then I could do my 401k Roth at work. And I'm okay. And I'm, I know I'm talking to you, but let's say this. Let's say, Bridger, you've got a, a day job. Okay, now I'm just back up. You're married, right, Bridger? Okay. I am, yep. Okay, so let's say your wife has a day job at a Fortune 1000. They do a safe harbor 401k match. You have your own soul, your own S Corp with a solo 401k. Mm -hmm. can, you hire, can you hire your wife and put her in your 401k too? Yes, she can participate in two wow. 401ks. Okay. So now she goes to work and I teach this all, it's the matching out strategy I teach. Have your wife go to work, play in the match, up to 100% match, which might be eight grand, nine grand. Get out and come over to your company and say, hey, honey, will you hire me too? I want to defer it all to a 401k. And you hire up for another 10 grand mm. and she defers the whole thing. So she got her 19.5 and then you get to match her too. Then she can do her individual Roth. And then you can do what's called a mega Roth, where you can do a non-deductible contribution inside a 401k and immediately convert it to Roth. And I could get up to 58,000 in Roth money in one year. But you're using a combination of techniques to get there. So that makes sense. Really cool. Question. Is that okay? Is yeah. That oh, yeah. That, that's awesome. Um, so the, I, I love it. So the solo Roth, you have, and the 401k Roth or inherited Roth, three, three general types of Roths. And then, yeah, you can couple that with your S-Corp as well. Now, you couldn't do it. To, you couldn't own the S-Corp and be an employee of the S-Corp and get paid yourself, or can you? Would that be? Yeah, oh, yes. For sure. That's yeah. what you're saying. Correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. And, 
And guys, if those listening here, your head might be swimming a little bit. Some of you are like going, hey, Mark, you're oversimplifying because I know it's more complicated. I'm right in the middle of the road here, just trying to give everybody maybe a, a 15,000 foot view, not 35. But this is where a once a year consult with a tax lawyer that, it, that doesn't have to cost you an arm and a leg. And you say, here's what my accountant's telling me. Here's what my financial advisor's telling me. What are my real options? And you have someone that looks at your big picture. What type of trust do you have? Do you have rental property in LLC? Do you have children? Do you have an S Corp? Do both of you have day jobs? Who's getting matching? Who's not? One in three Americans now have a side hustle. So then we've got to say, what's, what are you doing with your side hustle money? Could we drive that into a Roth? Mm-hmm. And more and more of my clients are saying, hey, I'm taking care of my basic needs. I want to drive everything to a tax-free format. So whatever the freak the next presidential administration does, won't affect me. It's all wrong. I love it. <laughs> You've teased the backdoor method to get into this. Did you? Is that oh. what you just touched on, or is there what? I, let's get into that. I want to hear it. Okay. So the it's just a great name to the backdoor method. I want. I got to get into that. We got to talk about. Yeah. That. I mean, everybody wants to go in the backdoor, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's say the Roth, and it's true. I think the Roth is a big party. Everybody wants to go to the frat house. That's the Roth frat house. We want to go to that party. Well, to get into the front door of a Roth, you can't make more than, oh, it's right here on some like little, oh, I've got it right here. I'll tell you right now. So this is my Mark Kohler MJK 2021 calendar. It's in its second year, sold out. We'll be doing another one at the end of this year for 2022. So inside I have this little table. So everybody, small business owners can look at, look at the rules. Okay, if I want to put money in a Roth, there's a phase out. If you make more than 140,000 single, Government says you can't put money in a Roth. If you make more than 208,000 married filing joint, you can't put money in a Roth. And 90% of CPAs stop there. And some of you listening are like, well, Mark, you're full of crap. My account says, because I make more than 200 grand, I can't put money in a Roth. That's the front door, people. Mm. There's a back door. And I want you to go around to the back door and, hey, I want into the party. And they'll say, do you have a traditional IRA? Yeah or no, maybe. (laughs) So what you do is you make a non-deductible contribution to a traditional IRA, which none of us would ever do. I don't want to make a non-deductible contribution to an IRA because I make too much money. That's stupid because half of the equation is getting the deduction on the front end and the tax deferred growth. And I pay tax on the way out. So why would I ever make a non-deductible traditional contribution? Because then all I get is tax deferred. It's stupid. But if you make a non-deductible IRA contribution and you can do it at any income level on day two, you can convert it to Roth. So the the conversion is my backdoor in. Huh. Yeah. So if you make more than 200 grand, you, your wife, me, I, every year I do my $6,000 or 7,000. I turned 51 last year. It was pretty depressing, Bridger. Okay. So anyway, I make my $6,000 contribution into a non-deductible traditional and your financial advisors scratching their head because they're freaking idiots. And then on day two, you convert it to Roth. You're in the party, wow. baby. You can do that every year. Plus, you can convert any traditional money or 401k to a Roth at any income level. We call it chunking. I want to chunk at it every year. Oh, really? You can do you at any level, any age, you can do that. So if you already currently have something set up and you convert it, you should have to pay the tax, correct? 
Correct. Now, and, but, but clients are like, holy crap. And, and I'm not picking on Biden. Biden, hopefully, President Biden will hopefully do some good things. And he's going to increase taxes for those making over 400 grand across the board in different ways. We all know that. Um, Donald Trump did good things and bad things. So I'm being bipartisan here. But tax laws change. And right now, we're on the cusp of a, some major tax increases. Capital gain rates, 1031 exchanges could, are going to get shot down over a certain level. Uh, the highest rate's going to go up from 37 to 39. So we've got we got some issues. Well, why not convert as much as I can now to Roth, rip the Band-Aid off, pay my tax, suck it up. Freaking, I, I have clients that take out a, a leverage on a rental property just to pay the tax. So from this point forward, they're never taxed again on it. It's like a Roth freeze. I like tasty freezes at, you know, different Dairy Queen, but a Roth freeze, you freeze the money. You never pay tax again. Jeez. And are the, are the contributions the same limits inside of a traditional Roth or tra tra traditional IRA? Yes. Versus Roth yes. IRA? So when you do the backdoor Roth, yep. now this is, oh my gosh, this is like, are you, like again, we've got so much here, Bridger and I, it's so fun. I, know, to I love it. I, I love it. Oh, great. But, let me just say on the traditional side, it's 6,000 or seven. Same thing before, whether it's Roth or traditional, it's six grand or seven grand, depending on your age. Then on day two, you convert it to Roth, you're in the party. On the 401k side, you can do 19.5 or this year, if you're over age 50, you can do a catch up of 6,500. So, wow, now I'm up to 26 grand of Roth money in my 401k, even at your day job, you can, you're allowed to put in, now they may not match all that, but you can still do 26 in a Roth at work plus six at home. That's 32 grand married, double it. We just dropped 64 grand in your Roth. Could we go out and do some damage with that? Whether it's in small business, startup and Dogecoin, uh, Doge. <laughs> Cardano, any of these AMC, Blackberry. I mean, there's a oh, lot of yeah, damage you man. can do. I'm in. <laughs> I love it, Mark. Um, that's oh, that's spot on. Now, I, I know people are listening. I I, uh, I know we've got you here for a, a decent amount of time already. But I, how can people get in touch with you? I want to, and and we'll talk just for a few more things after this. But I want to before people, if if they hear there are their minds swimming a little bit, or I want to I want to learn more, Mark. Where are some good places people can get in touch with your firm, your team, and maybe learn more from you guys? You, you bet. So one of the sister companies in our family the law firm, the accounting firm, and the trust company, because we got sick of giving all these custodians all this business over the last 15 years and said, we're, we're going to take the time. We created our own fund. We started our own trust company regulated by the Arizona uh, Banking Commission. Uh, legit, you know, I'll get FDIC insured. Anyway, we formed our own trust company and the website has, it, we're the fastest growing with the best customer service right now in the past two years. Our website has a plethora of information, directed um, directed trust company or directedira.com, directedira.com. Just get over there and we've got our recordings of our two-day summit from a couple months ago. We're going to be doing an in-person summit in Phoenix this fall, golf tournament for charity the day before. It's going to be a lot of fun. Very affordable, three, four hundred bucks to come to a workshop for a couple days. Um, but you can buy a recording of the prior workshop. We've got our books for, available there. We have a weekly podcast just dedicated to self-directing. 
We've got over a million downloads. So get over to uh, the Directed IRA podcast. Uh, it's at directedira.com backslash podcast. You can start listening to episodes where we talk about all sorts of different methods. Like we do, a lot of times I'm a guest on shows just to say, Mark, how do I get a Roth going in my six-year-old's name? Oh, whole other topic. And I freaking love it. You know, so, so there's so much we can do there, but get over to directedira.com. Directedira.com, right? Yep. Okay. And learn more. There you go. And you can open accounts it. tonight. You can open an account online at night and get it going. I love it. So directedira.com. Go check these guys out. Um, Mark, it's been a pleasure having you. I got one more question. I know what your question is, Bridger. I moisturize. That's why I look. Ah, I see. Good. I just wanted to, you moisturize every night. That's there's your tip. That's the key. Oh, that's, something okay. else? that's the key then we, we've made it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Oh, I love it. No. Uh, so Mark, last question I want to, I want to leave our audience. If you had one thing you wanted to leave with this audience, and I wish we could go for another hour because I've got a lot of stuff, but one thing to leave with this audience, you can talk political, you can, you can talk whatever. Uh, <laughs> You can talk business, whatever you want to get into. I'll, I'll give you the mic for, you know, 45 seconds, a minute, two minutes, whatever. But if you had to leave something and it could be entrepreneur advice, whatever, to leave this group with that you felt is most important to you, what would that be? I'm putting you on the spot here. I didn't, I actually didn't prep you on this question as well. So this All is on the spot. Good, good. So Mark, here you go. You got the mic open for two minutes here. Okay. Most important thing right. to you. All right. Bigfoot lives on... No, I'm just joking. Okay. I'm going to stick on the business because we've been talking business. I'm going to say this. Um, a lot of people say it's too risky to start a small business, to start a little rental property on the side. Or Mark, I make enough money. I don't need to chase that little side hustle, side gig thing. It's not worth it. I say it's too risky not to. Why not start passing on the education of entrepreneurship to your family, to your loved ones, and use it as a tool to fund all these types of accounts, to teach your family about financial literacy, to learn more yourself. And maybe, just maybe, you get up in the morning going, oh my gosh, I am so excited about this little side gig, side hustle that's making more money than you imagined, or it's a safety net. Who knows? Maybe there could be some crazy world pandemic and your job is put on the line. Do you have something to fall back on? Is it real estate? Is it a, a, a Main Street type business? Is it a service business? Is it consulting? Get your family involved. Don't give up on the American dream. 40% of Americans now have a side hustle, a side gig. That's a business. I'm talking writing off home office, cell phone, dining, travel, equipment, vehicles, you name it. I could just start going around my office talking about all the write-offs I pay for in here. Get that separate business set up, respect it, and use it as a tool. Mm. I need Boom. a pen. Let me, let me do the pen drop. Boom. There, there it is. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> we've loved you again. DirectedIRA.com. You can go learn more about uh, Mark's stuff, his company, his podcast, his show, everything. Uh, go check out his YouTube channel as well. Go get subscribed to them. I know they put out great content there uh, as well. Mark, I want to thank you again for coming on. It's been a pleasure to have you. Oh, thanks, Bridger. Any of those topics, you put me in the rotation, maybe in six months when everybody's forgotten about me and they're not sick of me. Uh, bring me back. Any of those topics we could dive deeper on. I love it. Thanks for having me. You have a great podcast. Yeah, I know. We we actually will need to bring, I, we could have talked for another couple hours here with uh, 
plethora of knowledge you have. So Mark, thank you again. Go check out our show. Check out his website as well. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bridger here. I have four free and simple ways I can further help you to scale your business or fund. Number one, I have a YouTube channel with actually, I don't, to toot my own horn, I think it's decent content on there. Go check it out. Bridger Pennington is a YouTube channel. We go very deep on funds. Number two, I have a one hour free training at investmentfundsecrets.com. We go very deep into how to actually start and scale your very own fund from ground zero. Number three, you can join our free private Facebook group of like-minded people like me and you that go out and launch the scale of funds. I go live in there once a week. The name of the group is Investment Fund Secrets. And then number four, finally, I have a free PDF guide on how to actually launch and scale your fund. If you go to investmentfundsecrets.com slash guide, you can download that guide. Now, finally, people always ask me, Bridger, can you help me one-on-one? Can we work together? Yes, I don't wanna talk about that on here, but if you wanna learn more, message me, Bridger at investmentfundsecrets.com or just DM me on Instagram. Thank you guys, and I'll see you in the next episode.